take your right hand and you bring it onto your heart center. to the African Goddess Initiation Summer Fest 2021. I am your host, Aviola Abram, and we are celebrating you. And of course, we are also celebrating the launch of my brand new book, African Goddess Initiation, Sacred Rituals for Mm -hmm. Self-Love, prosperity, and joy. So the goddess that we are honoring today, well, you've actually been hearing her name throughout (laughs) the festival, but today we are honoring goddess Oshun, who is Mm. the goddess of revolutionary love, beauty, wholeness, gratitude, um, so many things, motherhood, and we can go on and on and on. And In that light, today, the human goddess that we have with us is also an energy goddess and daughter of Oshun. Caroline Shola Arewa, known as the energy doctor, is a leading figure in the worlds of spirituality and wellness. She's delivered her award-winning energy work internationally for over 30 years. Shola is a psychologist and author of five books, including bestsellers, Opening to Spirit, and Energy for Life. Shola is the founder of Enlightened Entrepreneurs Membership Lounge. She trains and mentors yoga teachers, wellness coaches, and heart-centered entrepreneurs worldwide. When working with Shola, she will leave you feeling energized and empowered. Mm-hmm. Welcome, my beautiful sister, to this conversation. Hey. Hi, Abiola. Hi, everyone. I'm Thank so, you so much for inviting me. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so excited that you're here. And I, as I said, you are you're matching the book and you're giving us crown chakra, <laughs> third eye into crown chakra mm-hmm. energy. And your now, book looks beautiful. Let me just see again. Sure. So here is. Oh, wow. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. As the author of five books, I really appreciate and value your thoughts. And so you have been doing this for a very long time. And like me, I'm sure that it is interesting to you to now see everyone kind of get caught up with where you are. Because when you began, all of this that you're talking about was a lot more strange to people like, oh, and now. (laughs) So can you share with us a little bit about that, how you began your journey? Oh, that's really that's really interesting because I I tend not to think about that. But when you say it, I'm kind of like, yeah, it was very much like that. Uh, And particularly for me, um, becoming a yoga teacher in I started doing yoga back in 1979 and so I, I tend to say that it was kaftan and slipper day I'm sorry I have to interrupt you because I'm like 
you know, like they say, black don't crack. And you're like, he started doing yoga in 1979. I'm like, what? Yeah, I became a yoga teacher in 1985. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and so, you know, wow. at that time, yoga was really something a little strange. You know, and I, I tend to think of it as kaftan and slippers. You know, it was either kind of really kind of hippie or, you know, occasional old lady was doing the yoga, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really, really known. But for me at that time, it was just transformational. You know, I think what happened for me was I had had a fashion business actually before that. And... <laughs> And then I decided that I needed to do something that was more kind of meaningful and maybe heart-centered. And so I left everything, just, just literally walked away. And I made a journey. And that journey took me to lots of different parts of India um, and Asia, some parts of Africa, and basically transformed my life. And so when I came back after two and a half years, I just wanted to work and show up in the world in a very different kind of way. And essentially that's what I did. And so from that transformation that I personally went through and through finding that something more that life has to offer, I really kind of dedicated the rest of my kind of days to really transforming lives, to really supporting other people to be energized, and empowered and I have never looked back the best thing I ever did <laughs> that is absolutely beautiful and I like you like I just said I'm, I'm stuttering because I'm blown away that you're telling me in 1979 and in 1985 you were owning businesses and doing all of this because you look like you're 40 years old so now I feel like I should call you in my head as an African child now, I'm thinking, okay, should I be calling her Miss Shola now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, put it this way. Now when people call me auntie, I'm good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm kind yes. of like, okay now with that. Because before, even my nephews and nieces didn't really call me auntie. And now I'm definitely in kind of auntie territory without a doubt. But, I you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I just give thanks. I just give thanks that yeah. I've had you know, so long to do what is meaningful and purposeful, um, you know, for me, and, and to create a path, you know, to create that kind of path that people, as you say, now, so many people are opening to spirit, you know, so many people are changing their lives, so many people are looking for a different way to show up in the world, so many people are recognizing the beauty within, so, you know, I mean, it's just, I'm just thankful, you know, I just, I just kind of give thanks that it's not kind of new to me, that I've had the opportunity to live my life on purpose, you know, with passion and serve other people. That is absolutely beautiful. And you're absolutely right. I remember when I was growing up in the 80s, my dad did yoga and it was very strange already. Yoga was very weird, but then for a black man to be doing yoga, like it was very strange. Like my family, we were, we were very weird, you know, because we were vegetarian. He was, he was vegetarian and um, all of those things. So how did you, as a fashion designer, 
now move into this space as an energy healer. You shared a bit about your journey, but there must have been, you know, through your travels as you shared, but I want to hear about the point of, of courage that it took to, to answer your calling, because maybe someone is watching. I know that you train and work with coaches and many people are watching who feel the calling, but maybe are, are scared because of what it may mean in terms of stepping out on the, on the road less traveled. Yeah, there's a great question. And I, 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 there's a couple of things that come to mind. And I want to check one of them with you, actually. But I think for me, one was, you know, I was pretty young, obviously, when I, when I kind of made these decisions. And I think there's something with coming that comes with youth where we're more likely to follow that kind of inner voice. And so I, I just, I don't know, I just kind of let go, really. You know, I just let go and I just, you know, we can say let go and let God. Um, and I, I don't know, I was just, I had faith. I was just prepared to just move and see what happened. You know, and I, and I, I did that with my business as well. My very first business, I remember my partner at the time, I just literally said to him, look, I want to start this business, which was my fashion business. And I just said to him, Would, will you support me? You know, if I need you to, will you do that? And he said, yes, of course. And so that, it, you know, so I gave up my job and I forgot, I didn't even realize I'd had one because I've worked for myself for so long, but I did actually have one at that time. And, um, you know, I never needed any financial support from him actually. But just that kind of willingness. And I just stepped out in faith. And it was the same when I left it. You know, I walked away in faith, you know. Yes. Um, and I think the other thing for me, and this is why I wanted to check whether you've had anything similar at all, was be because this is a spiritual journey, as well as my kind of passion, as well as my work. So it's all intertwined. And I think when I was in fashion, when I kind of left, I lost the, the kind of passion that I had for, for design and for the creation and for all of those things. I lost that passion. And so now that my spirituality is kind of front and center of the work that I do, I can't afford to lose that. So I have to work with a lot of integrity and I have to work in particular ways so that that's not lost. But I also remember one particular time where I literally just fell to my knees and just kind of went into a place of surrender. And I was crying and I was just kind of, I felt like I was accepting a particular kind of role in, in the world. And just, you know, just agreeing really to do this work, whatever it takes, you know, whether it's highs or lows, it's been mostly highs, to be honest. But there was still this kind of real surrender and letting go and just saying yes. You know, I call it a great big sacred yes. So that's been my journey. And that's what I'm wondering. Did you ever feel that yourself, that there was a kind of either surrender or just saying yes, or just knowing that your path is carved. Absolutely. I completely relate to everything that you're saying. 
And I'm even thinking that I may have even used the language sacred yes in the book as well, because that's what it feels like, that it comes to where, you know, you know, and this is really important for everyone who is watching, when you try to understand everything with your human understanding, and at the end of that, when that <laughs> runs out, you know, and you are knowing it really is a calling that is calling you forward, you must surrender. You have to surrender. It feels like there is no other choice but to surrender, you know? And it even, I remember actually a very, very long time because I've been doing goddess circles and this work for about 20 years. And I, I remember um, a long time ago feeling like, wow, like envious of people who had a simple path, who felt like, oh, I wanna be a lawyer or a doctor, which sounds like, okay, that's not simple, but it, but it is, you have a carved out, half you know what to do it's accepted by society is you know easy in that regard and it was like you know well no this is what I was born to do and you are so clearly living in your element you're passionate about energy about the power of energy and chakras let's talk about it how do you define energy oh wonderful so for me when I when I think about energy I think about, of course, energy is everything. There isn't anything else, you know? So I think of it as a kind of particular chakra system, as a kind of organizing principle that really helps us to understand everything that was, is, and shall be. And I think that's why I really love it because I'm, I'm fairly eclectic in the way that I kind of work and show up in the world. And so when I work with energy, it really allows me to kind of bring whatever I'm passionate about on that day. And interestingly enough, you know, you mentioned the kind of, oh, you're bringing the crown chakra. And so I think, although initially for me, when I came out of fashion, I was sort of like, mm -mm, you know, fashion is not spiritual. We're not, we're not doing fashion. We are just, <laughs> we are. We are on a spiritual journey and so, you know, this, these things are too superficial, it doesn't matter. And so I was able to kind of do that for, you know, many years, it wasn't important. But then I kind of like re-embraced it and realized that, you know, I'd been on this kind of journey where initially it was, you know, get a new frock, change your life. That's where I started. <laughs> And I just kind of really went in, you know, and in, you know, working with the body. I'm a somatic therapist as well as an energy therapist. I'm a psychologist. So I kind of moved right to the very core, to the energy and to the chakras. And so now I kind of embrace exactly as you said, you know, I embrace the clothing. And I think that, you know, when you get up in the morning and you choose a particular vibration or you choose a particular ray from your wardrobe, you know, that's, an, that's a statement about what is going on energy-wise for us. And also, if you want to change energy, we can change it in that way. And is it superficial? Of course, it's a little bit superficial, but it is still beneficial. So, so yeah, I embrace all of it now. <laughs> 
I love the way that you put it. Maybe it is a bit superficial, but it's very ben- still beneficial, right. which makes sense. You know, beauty can be beauty is a spiritual practice. You know, it's a spiritual practice as well because everything is energy in how we approach things. And so the vibration of, you know, someone right now is watching you and perhaps feeling a realignment and a healing just in enjoying the the whole beauty, the art that is got a show out there. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is really not, you know, and I always have a lot of fun now, you know, with the kind of fashion side I was giving a talk once, <laughs> I was giving a talk and I had kind of, my hair was all done and I was wearing, you know, kind of fancy outfit. And so as I, as I was speaking, I said to them, uh, you know, I used to work in fashion and then I said, but it's not important to me now. And, you know, but it's not important to me anymore. You know, and of course the whole place was just you know, in hysterics because they know that I'd taken however long it was to get dressed. <laughs> Not important now. Not important now. <laughs> well, I love that you are holding space for spiritual entrepreneurs. Um, that is work for me that is is very important to me, obviously as a spiritual entrepreneur, but for a long time, actually, right before I started on this current work that I'm doing before I, I, I will say it this way, before I had the courage to do this current work that I'm doing, I was holding space for, for what I call the spiritpreneur tribe. Can you share your, what you offer for new spiritual entrepreneurs and, and emerging spiritual entrepreneurs? Yeah, yeah, because I think it's really important to me that we are able to live on purpose you know, and in our passions or to do the work that we're called to do. And I think often what happens is, you know, we have a transformation ourselves, something changes inside. And then we want to share that with the world. Now I came from a kind of business background. I'd already been doing that, but for a lot of people, that's not the case. And so I think that there's a real learning curve that's involved in being able to really take your work out into the world to be able to do what you're passionate about and to still pay your mortgage and put food on your table. So what I do is really support people to design their wellness business or their spiritual business and also to get started, you know, the branding, the different areas that we need to look at and also to to grow it. So it's about really designing getting started, all the things that, that you need to, to get that spiritual or wellness business kind of up and running and out into the world so that you can really make a difference, you know, make an impact, make a difference, but still pay your bills. That is so important because, you know, the abundance factor, I know that, for example, in the Caribbean where my family is from and where your family's from, you're West African, Nigerian, that there is a stigma around being a healer or a caregiver and having financial benefit. When for me, the way that I look at it is it's the same as you know my great grandmother who was a midwife and people paid her in eggs and goats and you know it's the same exact thing. Exactly. You know, can you talk about the abundance 
factor and you know being able to be paid well for the work that you put forward in the world well I think this is where you know as you say it comes back to everything being energy you know we know that we know there isn't anything else there's only energy and so there is an exchange that takes place and one of the things that I like to say and I learned this from somebody that I worked with when people make that exchange, I would always say to them, particularly when we were meeting, I would say, you know, let there be more where that came from. So we're acknowledging the flow. And of course we call money currency and we call it currency because there needs to be that flow and that movement. You know, we give out and we draw back in. It's like every other aspect of life. And so I do think it's important to kind of get into alignment with that so that we feel at ease, so that we know our worth. And, you know, we can't go out, well, we could, but I don't want to go out with, <laughs> with a kind of arms bowl anymore for people to put their goat, their kind of goat and their eggs and things, as you just mentioned. We can't do that. We don't do that anymore. But the, the exchange that we use now, the currency of exchange is cash. So let's use that. You know, let's value that and, you know, and let's be able to do the work that we're born to do, show up in the world. And as you say, we, we still want to, you know, pay our bills and, you know, just be able, be able to live. It's about living on purpose. That is beautiful, beautiful, Goddess Shola. So is there, before we go, is there a root chakra base? practice that you could share or some something that if someone is watching and they have issues around either abundance or just feeling secure in the world a root chakra based practice of alignment or clearing or something that you can share with the audience that they should do yeah definitely what, what I would share is a way to just gently align and it kind of aligns right through all of the energy centers and it's so simple and anytime energy feels kind of discombobulated one of my favorite words if you you know you're feeling kind of discombobulated or you're not grounded or you're not grounding so when I say not grounding you know I mean not not able to you know pull things down from the ether and manifest them in the world then we need to stop for a moment we need to go inside we need to come back to center and we need to bring everything into alignment so this helps to do that and it's something that people probably do naturally but I want to just bring an awareness to it so you're going to take your right hand and you bring it onto your heart center you bring it right over your heart center and you take your left hand and you bring it, you can't quite see, but it's just below the navel onto your sacral chakra. And you just close your eyes and just drop into that space. As you do that, you're not changing the breath, but the breath will change. And just ride that wave of your breath. And you're just coming really back home to yourself. 
And that's the watery sacral chakra. And that's the richness of Oshun, the richness of Yemaya. It's also the sacred home of I. So we're coming back home to center. And in that center is our abundance, our richness, our greatness, our beauty, our sensuality, creativity, all of those wonderful energies and internal powers, they're all held right here, the sacral chakra. So just reconnecting with that richness remembering who you truly are. It's a beautiful exercise and it only takes a couple of minutes. And so we're going to take a breath. And release your hands. And when you're ready, just gently opening your eyes. Oh, that was lovely. That was so lovely. Thank you so much, Goddess Jola. Thank yeah. you. Oh, that was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, too. And I wish you every success with your book. Thank you. I'm really excited to read it. Yay, thank you. Thank you so much. And please let people know where to find you and where to be able to uh, to participate in the magic that you're doing. Now I'm just... Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like I'm kind of easy to, easy to find because I'm Shola and that is S-H-O-L-A. And I can be found at shola.co.uk. So shola.co.uk is my website. You can find me at Shola Says on Instagram and on Facebook. I have a wonderful group if people are interested in wellness that is called Wellness Revolutionaries. Excellent. You're also welcome to come and join us over there. Excellent. And she also has a wonderful clubhouse community. So please follow her there as well. Thank you so much, Goddess Shola. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. And thank you for watching today. Salbona. That means that we see you. We will see you in the next African Goddess Initiation Circle. Bye. Salbona. Thank you so much.
Thank you.